Welcome to the Abundant Life Church Sermon of the Week. We hope you enjoy this message by Pastor Rick Kiley. For more information about Abundant Life Church, please visit www.abundantlifechurch.org. What an awesome month of prayer and fasting we've had. And I thought, you know, I could show a DVD, I could come up with another message, but when do we ever get to hear what God has done in our congregation after something like this that we've put a month into? And so tonight, I would like you to prepare to say something that you feel would, and here's the guidelines, would glorify God and not you, and build faith in other people. We know that Romans 10 and 17 says, faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. And so we can actually build faith in one another by testifying as to what God has done or what God has shown us. Because a lot of times other people are going through what maybe you just came through and now have a victory over and you can build faith in them. Can I get an amen to that? So if God's done something for you, if God's shown you something and you want to glorify God tonight, um, this row looks a little more open My thought is, why don't you just line up in this row and we'll take you one at a time and if you get too long, I'll pull on your coattail and say, that's enough. Somebody else needs a turn. And always remember, we're glorifying God and not ourselves. Would that be all right tonight? So before you think about that, let's stand together. I promised Brother Mackey we would pray for he and his wife. Praise God. Jesus We pray that you would be with brother and sister Mackie right now. She's not doing well, not able to take care of herself, needs her husband to take care of her and minister to her needs. We pray, Lord, that your presence would come into their room right now, that you would touch her, that you would heal her, that you would give them peace, joy, provision, all that they need, Lord, for this difficult time that they're going through as a couple. We'll be careful to give you the praise all the glory. We pray your blessing on our time together in testifying about all the great things you've done over the last month or so. Lord, let your people declare, let the redeemed of the Lord say so and declare the great things that you've done. And we'll give you the praise and glory for what happens here tonight in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, you may be seated. And as you want to speak, as I said, just come forward. And if we get a line, we'll line them up on this row. All right? Anybody want to begin? Okay, here we go. Praise God. So um, there was like several things that happened, and I've been praying about some of them for a while. Um, But there was within my family, there was a falling out between a couple of people in the family. And it was just not good. And I thought it would never get, you know, it made hard for getting together. And um, so we had, I'm trying to think how I can do this without naming names exactly, but um, God brought about a situation. And it wasn't a good situation, but God takes bad things and does awesome things from it. And uh, so I saw right before my eyes uh, these two family members um, just crying. And uh, God restored the relationship uh, right in front of my eyes. And I didn't even realize it at the time. I mean, it was just awesome. And I'm thinking, God. But then, you know, later on, I just realized, I'm like, oh, my goodness. That prayer was answered right before my eyes. And uh, we also had, on the 9th of January, um, uh, my daughter Sarah was in a really bad car accident. Um, It was snowing out, and Rich and I had gone to uh, his company Christmas party, and we were actually not even going to be home that night, but we decided not to go or stay over. Um, So we just went to the Christmas party and came home, and I had turned my phone all the way down, and so it was in my purse on the other side of the house, and it was like 10 after 11, and 
talking to my mom in the other part of the house, and I heard my phone ring, which, you know, that was God, because I had turned it all the way down. It was in my purse, and I went in and looked at it, and I knew that Sarah had been out by Cedarburg, and I thought, oh, good, you know, she's going to stay by friends because she'll call, you know, and won't be driving. So I answered the phone, and they said, is this Rebecca Gruber? Uh, your daughter Sarah has been in a car accident, and she has a head injury, and she's asking for you, and they wouldn't tell me anything else. So Rich, <laughs> he's in the shower. I just boom, flipped the water off. Sarah's been in an accident. We have to go. And it was an hour away, and the roads were horrible, and we were just praying on the way there, you know. And I called again, and the lady said, she's stable, so don't, you know, hurry, don't get in an accident, because they were all over. And so went walking in there, and she was laying there, and she had had a concussion and fractured her pelvis in three spots. And uh, she was pretty out of it, really doesn't remember anything for uh, probably hours after that. She was hospitalized for four days, but first thing they said was she is going to be six to eight weeks with no movement. And, um, you know, we were praying and calling on God, and the next thing was two of the fractures are weight-bearing, meaning she could put weight on it, and the third one was 20% weight. And so she was in the accident on the 9th of January, a Saturday, and a week from that Monday, she started school for a dental hygienist school that she's in. And she's laying there, and she says, Mom, I have to go to school. I have to go to school. And the awesome thing, I'm sorry, but there was just so many things. You'll have to wait. <laughs> so what I didn't know was that the morning that she put her hand on her car handle, to get in her car, she had a Honda Civic, and I've shown some of you the picture of her car, and there's just nothing left. The, I mean, God stepped into that Honda Civic and put his hand right here because the car was like three and a half feet. It was even partially off of the frame. So she tells me the next day she touched the handle to get in her car that morning. And all of a sudden in her mind is, I'm going to die in this car. And she got in the car and she could not shake it. It was just kept, you know, in her head, I'm going to die in this car. She's thinking, I just got this car. I can't get rid of this car. And so she said she prayed about it because she just couldn't get rid of it, you know. Little did she know that that same day, you know, that, you know, this car was going to come in there and Jesus Christ stepped in there and put his hand right there and saved her because if there would have been a passenger, they'd have been dead for sure because what she did is she hit black ice. She was only going like 30 miles an hour, but her car turned sideways, went into the other lane, and she was T-boned by another car. And uh, But yeah, God had his hand on her and... So I'm just th so thankful that she's okay and God's working in her life and uh, God's good. Amen. Amen. We will forever wonder if Sarah would have been killed if there wouldn't have been people praying and fasting. And you know, even when people can drift away from God, God can still speak to them. I'm warning you about driving this car today. Warned her. Praise God. Sister Gerby. This is just really quick. Um, I work for, I've worked for people out of their houses a couple times. But anyways, um, a year ago I started a job and this man is Jewish. And I was excited because he was Jewish and I've talked to him a little bit because I found a couple things because I was the organization. You'd have to see this house. Anyways, um, I found some stuff, you know, and I said, are you Jewish? He says, yeah. I said, are you a true Jew? Yeah. So 
Anyways, at the time he wasn't married since he was living with the woman. He's 66 years old, so he lived with the woman. Anyways, I just wanted to testify because I know it was church, but I do try to listen to what God tells me to do. And me and Dan saw the movie War Room in the when it was at the movie house because we got free tickets because we give blood. So that's one of the movies we saw. We thought it was awesome. We couldn't wait till it got out to DVD and we said we were going to buy it. So anyways, as soon as we got it, I told God I would give it to Chad and Angela had it first, Sean and Heather had it. And then I told God the next one was going to be my boss. So of course I went to work and I said, Paul, I got this DVD and I just want you to watch it. So he took it and he says, okay. Then his girlfriend, his now wife, came down and said, Trudy, Trudy just gave us this movie to watch. And she says, oh, I just saw the, you know, I, I've been wanting to see this movie. This is great, you know. So, okay, so that night, you know, they wa I didn't think they were going to watch it the first night. It wasn't a big deal. So I got to work the next day, and he, the first thing, he opens up the door, and he goes, we watched your movies last night. It was awesome, you know. But the thing that was even better is his... Wife came downstairs and she said, you know, I put in the DVD because I really want to see it. And Paul came up with this book. Okay, I'll get my book because he was going to read through it. But she said he actually sat. She said, just give it a chance. So he couldn't put it down. So it was awesome. So the next step would be the Bible study. But, you know, it's line upon line, line yeah. upon line. So I'm excited because he's true Jew. That's all right. Thank you. Well, God has performed another miracle in my life. He did a couple of years ago when I had a stroke that the uh, CT scan showed I had a stroke and the MRI had no evidence of it. Well, not too long ago, they were treating me for a sinus infection. I kept going back and they kept giving me antibiotics. And the last time they did, I woke up the next morning and my whole, whole cheek was like a chipmunk. So I went into the... Uh, urgent care room and I had a great doctor who said it's probably a tooth issue so I was able to get into my dentist on Monday this was Saturday he said get in to see your dentist I got in to see my dentist they said I couldn't get in for a week because I needed a root canal I had an abscess and I hung up from them and I had to cancel another appointment for when that was and I hung up from that. They called me and said, we can get you in tomorrow on Tuesday for my root canal. And then uh, I called back for my other appointment that I canceled. She said, oh, I was just going to call somebody to fill that appointment. But I didn't. So you can still have that appointment. So I could have my root canal the next day and I could keep my appointment. And they said that um, I might have to come back for a second time on the root canal if there was drainage or whatever. Everything worked out fine. You had to go through a crown that had a gazillion pounds of filling in it. And um, I believe that none of this would have happened if God didn't have his hand in it and perform this miracle that he got all my appointments and got everything done for me within just a very short period of time. And I praise him for his goodness and his mercy. Thank you. Isn't that awesome? To know that God can pull strings and talk to people and say, hey, leave that appointment open, and then he brings it together. All things work together for good to those that love God and are called according to his purpose. Anybody else? Brother Franklin and then Sister Brown. So I, I'll give you a report on old Marge. Um, <clears throat> you know, the church. I mean, it's it's a we are truly grateful to the church that you guys would have fast for her and. And others, but you know what? Uh, I know so many people. Um, I don't know. I'm not sure what the report is. You know, uh, you know, Marge is uh, 
Um, you know, she's probably not doing very good. You know, she's just not. And I'd like to say something different, but but I don't know that I can. And uh, but her attitude is is really tremendous. You know, uh, we have. You know, many of you come and visit, and I would encourage anybody who wants to come and see her, make arrangements with me or Victoria. Um, and we might say no, <laughs> but then try again. That's all. You know, if it uh, depends what kind of shape she's in, whatever. But she is, you know, she's, she's bedridden. Uh, she can't do anything for herself. Um, she's lost. You know, in October... For two weeks straight, you know, Marge is crafty. Okay, fine. Um, crafty. Did that come out right? Okay. <laughs> but she made these hair pieces for Victoria's bridesmaids and Victoria, and she sewed sleeves on Victoria's wedding dress. You know, in October. You know, she can't use her hands at all, hardly right now, you know. She can use her thumb. She's a texting beast. <laughs> you know, some friends put some money together and they bought her an iPad and, uh, you know, she can't use it anymore. You know, there's other options available for things, you know, but she, she doesn't want to use what the hospital has to offer because she thinks it's it's taking on, you know, the gear that the devil, you know. And some of it would help her. It's hard to debate some of this stuff with her. But uh, but she thinks it's, it's stepping back, taking, if she takes on some of the help <clears throat> or some things that would help her, um, it's almost like she's, she's being defeated. You know, so, you know, I, <laughs> I don't want to be a downer, but, uh, but you know what, you know, a couple of weeks back, Jesse and Tara are in town and, and she, uh, she will howl, you know, she used to sing, <laughs> now she howls, Whoa! you know, Jesse thought, <laughs> I don't know what he actually thought, but I'm downstairs making coffee, he's like, what's going on up there, mom is... I said, hey, that's her worship, you know. She listens to, to preaching. She listens to worship music uh, all night long. When I get home, we'll, we'll get ready for bed and, uh, you know, put Pandora on. And she's got casting crowns and, and listen to it all night through her earbuds. And I get to listen to it, too, I guess. <laughs> but... Uh, you know, I don't know. Marge is Marge, you know, and uh, and we're on a journey. We're all on a journey, right? You know. The, so, I mean, that's my report. <laughs> I want to say thank you for praying for her. I know you guys are now. There's other churches, you know. They prayed and fasted in Dubuque at Jesse's church this, you know, in January also, and then you know she was on the you know, on the top of their list, you know. <clears throat> and the other thing I want to thank you guys for, you did a fundraiser for us back at, in the fall, and uh, I appreciate that. I promise the money will be used for bills or... Bills anyways, it is what it is, right? <laughs> but, uh, but I appreciate that. I never really properly thanked the church for that. And... Um, Yeah, I don't know. I don't know, you guys. It's uh, life's a journey, and you know, I absolutely. And she does. She appreciates everything you guys are doing for us. She knows it. She feels it. And uh, you know, on f Saturday we're gonna have a fellowship at five o'clock. If anybody wants to come, you know, we sing a couple songs. Uh, if you you got something you want to say, come to my house on Friday at five o'clock. Yeah, it's Saturday, Saturday in the evening, and uh, it's short, but it's nice. The presence of God there is has been overwhelming at times, just like church. You know, it's 
you know, I've often wondered, you know, we go to camp or, and I didn't go this year, but we used to go to winter camp or camp and we go there and it's exciting and, the, and everyone's jumping up and down and it's crazy and, and you think, oh, geez, this is, what, this is what church is all about, you know? But, and then we have the church and then we hit, <laughs> there's expectations for other things that we do. And I've never understood why we don't come to church every, every, every Sunday or every time we get together expecting, you know? And maybe, maybe my hair is too gray or I'm too bald now or, <laughs> or wh- whatever. I, I, you know, I don't know. I don't even know why I'm saying that. But we watched uh, the Friday night service and, uh, you know, years, you know, even last year we were there, you know. And uh, <clears throat> um, expectations, you know. And Marge has got them, quite frankly. She, uh, she's waiting and waiting and waiting on God. And uh, she knows that he's going to come around for her. She just does, you know. And uh, it's awesome. It encourages me. Yeah, but uh, anyways, keep us in our prayers. We appreciate it, and thank you guys. Thank you. Let me share a couple thoughts about this subject because I know you're all thinking about it, and you're all wondering what's going on. So let me interject here. I had a friend, his name was... Brian Wiseman. How many of you remember Brian Wiseman? Some of you do. Brian uh, was a missionary to Brazil. He got saved in a Kmart parking lot. He always called it the saving place. <laughs> he was in a car with his pastor at the time, and his pastor prayed him through right in a Kmart parking lot, so he called it the saving place. What a tremendous man of God. He had a great wife. Her name was Joan. And uh, became a missionary to Brazil, as I said. But while in Brazil, doing the work of God, he contacted cancer. And they took him off the field, and they sent him back to uh, Eau Claire. And he was the kind of guy that every person he ever met, first thing he'd do, he'd stick out his hand and say, my name's Brian. I want you to know Jesus loves you. That's just the way you do it. Jesus loves you. Every person he ever met, shake their hand and say, Jesus loves you. And, but Brian got cancer, and they sent him home. And Brian believed that he was going back to Brazil and that he was going to be healed of cancer. And he was not. The last time I saw Brian Wiseman was in Eau Claire, Brother Tanberg's church, and they brought him in on a bed from a station wagon. He could not even raise his head, but he was in church, flat on his back, and I I looked over in that direction during the worship service, and here was Brian, hands up in the air, worshiping God. He didn't get a miracle, he died. And I thought, God, we all prayed. And listen, God is sovereign. We don't, we we can pray prayers of faith. We can ask God to do things. And I think we should. And we should use all the faith we have. But God is sovereign. And God's going to do what he wants to do. And God knows what's best. And some, I believe this, all people, all Christians will be healed. We just don't know which side we're going to be healed on. There'll be no sickness. There'll be no death in heaven. It's not going to be there when we get there. So when you see Marge, if, if, you'll see her completely well when you see her in heaven. But God is sovereign. Another thing I learned, I learned when I got a uh, death notice when they told me that I had colon cancer and all the terrible things that were going to happen, I remember learning a valuable lesson. 
At first, I wanted to believe that I'd be healed, but then in the back of your mind, you know, it's the, Lord, I believe, help my unbelief. We all pray that prayer, don't we? Secretly sometimes. But here's how I dealt with it. I said, God, if you want to take me, then give me the grace I need until I get the miracle I want. Because again, I believed if I did die, I was not going to have cancer in heaven. So I'm going to get a miracle either way. Just a question of when. But if I don't get it on this side, then give me the grace I need till I get the miracle that I want. We can pray that prayer for the Franklin family. We can, we can pray for the grace that they need, the financial support that they need. We can take more offerings. We can do whatever we can do as, a, as the family of God to help them through this. But we need to trust God that he knows what he's doing. He knows what he's doing. Praise God. And I'm gonna say one more thing. One more thing about this. And I'm not trying to set up don't read anything into this that, that this is a declaration that Marge is not going to be healed. I'm praying that she will be healed. I am. I'm, I'm trying to offer God all the faith that I have for that. But my other good friend in the ministry, Mike Schmaltz, taught me a good lesson too. Ten years younger than me, more successful than I was, a better home missions director than I am. And I said, God, why would you take a man like that and let me go free? And I asked, I, I remember talking to Mike about that. And I said, Brother Schmaltz, why? And this is what he said. He said, Rick, God uses some people to teach us how to die. And he uses other people to teach us how to live. And if he wants to use me to teach people how to die, blessed be the name of the Lord. And he died. But he died with grace and he died with dignity. And he said God's grace was sufficient. Amen? So let me offer that to you just in the way of, of encouragement. And I think it's every other week that we try to get together at Franklin's. I appreciate the people in our church, musicians and teachers and preachers that go over there and, and minister. And if you can make it Saturday night, you should go. All right, Sister Brown, sorry to keep you so long. Praise the Lord. Marge is truly an inspiration. It's always such an honor to go over to their home and um, to pray with her. And uh, Sister Dreska, thank you for organizing so much of that for the ladies to come and pray. But um, I've wanted a home Bible study for a long time at our home, and we haven't had one in a lot of years. And now we have three people who came, started January 12th. We have a home Bible study at our house, so I'm really thrilled about that. So thank you, Jesus. And I just want to thank all of you who've prayed for um, one of our employees' wives, Diane. I'm sure you've seen her through the prayer chain. And um, and uh, she still thinks, you know, the, she fell and broke her hip because of all the side effects from medication and withhold, you know, just a mess. But she had a hip replacement. She's now gone into rehab. And, it look, and she's on the transplant list for the liver. But Jeff and I have been... They, well, she loves me. <laughs> you know, she says things to me. It's like, oh gosh, you know, it's it's uncomfortable. But you know, it's just such an opening, and it's like I look at them as being our next Bible study, because we're doing our best to minister to them and showing them showing them Jesus. So I I came to tell you, it's been a lot of years, and I'm not real bold with just coming right out and saying things and asking people, but just trust God because the Bible study we have, the one of the people that are in it, I've known her for 18 years. And, you know, she knew, you know, we love God and, and that type of thing. But when she got into a difficult situation, it's like she knew where to come and, um, and stuff. So just don't ever think that, you know, you aren't, 
sowing seeds, and they will bear fruit. Praise God. Thank you. Here comes Jason. Again, we've got plenty of spots right here if you'd like to come and share something. Hi. So some of you may know this, some of you may not. Uh, we run a home daycare out of our house, and by we I mean Brittany because there's no way I'm touching that. Well, right around Christmas time, one of the uh, parents, it was a single mother, we were taking care of her son, she lost her job. And she told us that she was going to have to pull him. And it left an opening for us to try and help her. And we've been keeping the kid free of charge because she needs the help. And it wasn't a case of the money because we trust God with our finances, which is probably the hardest thing you'll ever do in your life if you're not all that trusting with money. And what happened was, sorry, not used to doing this. Um, I used to work a second job. It's terrible. I don't recommend doing it. Two jobs is dumb. But we had talked about it, and I was going to quit the middle of January, right before I went back to school. And this kind of threw a wrench in that. But we sat down, we looked at it, we putzed with the finances, we prayed about it, and we decided, you know what? We're still going to do this. We want me to be at home. I don't want to have to work two jobs while I'm in school. God's going to provide for us. Well, middle of January, we got another family part-time. Covered the same cost. Two weeks ago, we started another family part-time. That's just adding to the gravy train. And we're still keeping this woman's child knowing that it's the right thing to do and it's what God wants. And we're going to be able to minister to her through this. So I guess the whole point of this story is trust God because even if it's something that you're really wary about because I'm, I'm weird about money. I, I don't like spending money. Well, actually, no, I love spending money, but I'm, I'm kind of weird about it. I don't like not having a sure thing coming. And when you lay it all down and you trust God and it's the right thing to do, then he's going to provide for you. And he did for us. Thank you. Hi, I just want to also thank you for all the prayers for Tina. And I know several people, when we were out in California, they saw visions of Tina running. When my favorite praise singer, the Lord put a fast on her for seven days for Tina, and she's like, Why me, Lord? She told me about it two months after, and she came up to me, and she told me about it and said she saw Tina running in a brown suit. And then another person came up to me, had the same vision of Tina running in a brown suit. And I don't know if that's going to be like Pastor Kylie said on this side or on the other side, but I know she touches so many people, and I wouldn't turn this journey that she and I have been on because all through it even when Tina was in the hospital out in California was the hardest time in my life for a week I even told the Lord to take Tina because and that's when you called me up and you said how are you doing and Pastor Kylie came out and I got up from my knees when I prayed that and I was and Tina stopped breathing at that moment and I got up and I hit the button and I took my hands off and they asked me what I wanted and I'm like nothing and then it was just like in my heart it was like what did I do but I know even at certain points it's like you see things, and it's amazing. Tina found something on the internet for pain, and I'm like, call him up and find, see if you can. We can go to it. And I actually called up, and they're like, well, 
the lingo will be probably way over your head. You won't understand it. And I'm like, well, do you know anyone that knows about RSD? And she's like, no, we just put this together. And so we took it to her doctor, and we asked her about it, thinking, well, maybe one of the doctors can go to this pain seminar with all these doctors all over the United States, and maybe we could get an answer. Well, there was two doctors through the VA that were on this list, and her doctors asked if we were willing to travel, and I said yes. So now we're going to Chicago every Friday for treatments. It's not helping her leg at this point, but she hasn't had a migraine in over a month now, and she's not injecting herself. So little steps along the journey, and then we were sitting in the cafeteria, and a person was talking to somebody about the Lord. And I'm like, that is so cool. All of a sudden, this lady comes up to us a little while later and starts witnessing to us, (laughs) even though it wasn't the way we believe. But she was actually stepping out what we weren't, So I give her praise for that part of it, but who knows with opportunity, maybe the words that we spoke to her will come around again to her where it will turn her. But I just want to thank everybody, and life is a journey. John, and you got to be seeing so many God's miracles. Just keep your eyes open, and everybody else because his miracles come in little packages and it's little packages all along the way and the wisdom that comes is just amazing. And I thank you, Lord, for keeping us and the people that you put among our paths and who knows where we each go from there. Thank you. Praise God. Praise the Lord. Does anybody know that God has impeccable timing? Yes. Um, I haven't worked in three months. Uh, work's been slow, and uh, I put more faith in my bank account than, you know, God providing for your needs. So, uh, I'm pulling a Brother Brown. <laughs> so, um, God's been dealing with me, and uh, I got some money from a little side job, and uh, God said, give it. So I gave it on a Sunday. You never get calls on a, when you get a call for a job from the union, they call on Friday or Saturday. I'm at school Monday night, and they call me right before I go in there, like, hey, you want to go to work tomorrow? Sure. <laughs> so Perfect. And not only did he give me a job, but he gave me a job with overtime that is equivalent to working two weeks in one week. Wow. So not only will it make up, but it just goes to show you, when you do what you can, it will be enough. And God is always sovereign. Wow. That is so awesome. Do whatever he tells you to do. He'll turn the water into wine if you fill the pots. Amen. Anyone else? Something you've experienced in this time of prayer and fasting that you'd like to share? Well, I'll share this with you. um, And then maybe we'll have some worship and some altar time together. I, uh, it was the last week I'll just say this. The, the month of fasting was not good for pastors. I would like to thank Michael Kiley for standing up and prophesying and saying it's not going to be good for pastors this month. There's going to be a lot of counseling and problems. And He truly is a prophet. That all came true. But, but when the month was over, I just can't tell you how many wonderful things I'm seeing. I've... 
we, our first board meeting that we recently had, you talk about a vision from our trustee board. You're going to get to hear it on Sunday. I mean, there's, there was just such great unity and such a vision. And I'm so thankful for that. I really am. And, and I remember coming home. This is what I wanted to share with you, though, on a side note. I, was, I, I came home from preaching out during a weekend, and I, I was just mentally and physically and, and even emotionally tired. And uh, Satan kept telling me that. You're physically, mentally, emotionally tired. Does he ever do that to you? You're physically... And so I came for morning prayer, and uh, it was too cold to walk that day, so I'm walking in the front here, and I said, Lord, I'm physically, and he said, stop it. You whiner. <laughs> and all of a sudden, what was on me just lifted. I didn't even realize what it was. It, it was an oppression. You don't have to be depressed to have a satanic influence try and influence your life with negativity and is anybody relating to what I'm saying? Does that happen to you or am I, am I different? But it was on me and I didn't even realize it. And then after that brief conversation, it was gone. And so I said, Lord, what just happened? And the Lord spoke to my mind and said, somebody was praying for you and that allowed me to lift that spirit off of you. Do you know when, when you go to prayer in the morning or whatever your favorite time of day is and God brings a face, do you know why he does that? Because he wants you to pray and intercede for that person right then, right now. If it happens in the middle of the night, so be it. Get out of your bed, pray about it, and you'll be able to go back to sleep. And you will never know this side of heaven the number of times God has used you for what somebody else was going through and that's why he brought them to your attention. Intercessory prayer is so powerful. Sometimes we can't help ourselves. We need somebody else to help us. And so when God moves on you and, and, and you're in a service even. Let me take it even further. You're in a service and you see a visitor. Can God not move on you to intercede? You don't even have to go over and lay hands on them. To pray for a couple, to pray for a, a person. God, open their eyes, open their ears. Help them to see. Help them to find the hope that they need. The truth that they seek. The direction they lack. You could do that right in a worship service and they may never even meet you. But you did something that impacted their life by interceding for them. And that's some of the things I'm learning about in, in prayer and fasting. And I'm just really thankful to all of you who, who made a sacrifice. And I hope that it's creating a habit. We can have good habits. I hope it's creating a habit in your life that causes you to get up and read your Bible and spend some time in prayer and talk to God and, and let God talk to you. God, who do you want me to pray for today? Don't just go down your checklist. God, who do you want me to intercede for today? Amen. Anybody else? Okay. Brother Bauer, if you want to come up here, you'll be next. Brother Hemingway. I didn't know if I had a, you know, I, th I think of a testimony as something that it, you feel like is a victory or victorious or whatever, but what Pastor Kyle was talking was, uh, the parent fasting was difficult. Um, and you think that something you're going to see, what I prayed for the whole month was that we'd be able to see great things happen with our eyes. You know, so that would build faith in everybody so that the next time this came around, it would, everybody would want to be on board and we could have more, you know, power and be more effective, you know. And, and as I prayed that, it seemed like everything got more difficult. <laughs> in my life, anyways. But 
what I would say was a victory out of the prayer and fasting was that it drew me closer to the Lord. You know, I'm spending that time with him. And, and uh, so that was my, my victory, but I didn't really realize it till tonight. <laughs> because, um, yeah. yeah, I think that when you're going through this and um, you know that it's, it is powerful and it is effective because Satan doesn't like it and he's coming against you in different ways. So you just got to keep pushing through it. And uh, it's one thing that just kind of, it's not about, it's not about me. It's not about each of us. It's about who you're you're praying for. So praise God. Thank you. Praise God. Uh, Musicians, if you'd like to come, we're going to hear from Brother Bauer, and then I think we can have some worship and prayer. Brother Bauer, if you'd like to come. Uh, I've got a couple of points. First off, <clears throat> um, Brother Franklin, the times that we go over, sorry, the times that we go over to your house with Marge, I get way more out of it, I think, than Marge and you do. When I see her spirit and her faith and and the presence of God gets so strong in that place and it is so awesome. And, and you leave there, it's like, wow, that was fantastic. But to see what is happening with her, no matter what the outcome physically, she is an incredible testimony yes, right. for how she is living and, and representing God in her life. And I just want you guys to know that. Um, Pastor Kylie, thank you for touching on Brother Schmalz because... Um, I just want to say this. I struggled bad when Pastor Schmalz died. The whole time, my mom was up there at the church. So I was hearing firsthand all the time how things were going. And it probably compounded the issue because my mom was experiencing it and asking why, 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 why. And people were declaring he's healed and there's a miracle. And, and I even asked Pastor one time, you know, I don't get it. I don't understand. And his answer was kind of like what was said tonight. It's like, God can do what he wants. He's sovereign. We might be praying against God's will. We're praying for what we want and what our flesh wants, but we don't know, again, how many people are affected or what is being done in the whole atmosphere of that situation. It's not just for Pastor Schmalz. It's not just for Marge. It's not just for anybody else. It's for everybody else around for that example that's going on. So always keep that in mind. And you've mentioned, I hope I get this right, trust and thankfulness, okay? And the one point I want to make, sorry, getting to my testimony here. Um, I had a miserable month at work. Worst month I've ever had in my life with work. A very key person that I work with quit, went on to a better position, but um, it just compounded how things were. And uh, some of you ladies know because my wife was the one that says, hey, why don't we pray about it? And I said, man, it would be nice to have, it would be so awesome to have a gentleman named Tom back. I says, it'd just be great to have him just jump right in and fill in. And he says, well, you know what, we'll pray about it. And there were people praying about it. Well, by coincidence, the vice president of the company bumped into Tom. And Tom's looking for a position. So now this whole thing has come around now, and he is going to come back and work. God knows, and the thing I have found out is trust in God because he knows your situation and another point I want to make is look back at the memorials remember what God did for you we get so focused on the immediate and when Missy was smart enough to say you know what we'll pray about it and and pray that he brings them back and it's like okay he's done that for me before the perfect timing the perfect situation and he did it again So just look back on what God's done in the past. Remember all the things that have happened. And it it just makes it, I'm not going to say easier, but it makes me go, you're right, God. This one's in your hands. You've done it before. You'll do it again. So just trust, but think about the things that have happened in the past and remember them. Praise God. All right, let's stand together. Now, before I invite you to this altar tonight, let me say this to you. I, uh, when I was young and um, I would buy old junker cars because that's all you could afford. 
and I can remember losing a transmission because I didn't keep enough transmission fluid in. Maybe that's never happened to you, but when that happens, you learn that uh, you have to even put transmission fluid and check the oil if you don't want to lose an engine or a transmission. We've all learned that, right? This past month, we changed the transmission or the engine with prayer and with fasting. Let's not go back to where we were. Okay, that's over now. No more fasting. No more praying. No, no. Now that we've got things running, let's make sure that we maintain them. Don't let the car run out of gas. Don't run out of oil. Check the transmission fluid. And the car will run for a long time. So there's a sign-up sheet in the back for fasting for each day of the month. Take a day. Take a day. Be faithful to prayer. Be faithful to Bible reading. You've got something going in the right direction. Be sensitive to God. Maintain your spiritual life so you don't break down. Jesus, thank you so much for the wonderful things you've done in this church. We could, we could be here all night and some of the things that some people might have wanted to say, they might have thought were too small compared to other things. But everything you've done, we are thankful for. And everything we need, we're trusting you for. Thank you for listening to this Abundant Life Church podcast. We pray it has strengthened your relationship with God and will continue to be a light unto your pathway to heaven. If you have any questions or comments regarding this podcast, please telephone our ministerial team at 262-965-5177 or email us at info at abundantlifechurch.org.